Hollywood Group Chat, a podcast where we turn those NBA iMessage rants into actual conversation. But today, we have a little bit of a special flavor, given that we're going to be covering a little bit of NFL. And that's primarily due to a special guest host that we have today. So before I get there, I'm Moynak Gangabadhai, and joining me as always are Neil Bhattacharya and Karno Sarkar. And our special guest is none other than my girlfriend, Amika Nandi. So welcome to the show. Are we dating? I don't know. I, I usually I usually play uh, second fiddle to, to Tom Brady. So really, uh, it really depends on the day, I guess. We'll get to that. Tom Brady and Chase Crawford. I'm going to add in some booze, some more booze oh. to that. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're coming in. So you, you guys are tuning into uh, what could be a very hostile episode of Hardwood Group Chat today because we got a lot to cover. Um, and we're going to start with a little bit on the Super Bowl reactions. You know, we're a few days away, but still sinking in uh, some of the moments of the biggest spectacle in, in, in America, at least from a sports perspective. Not true. Hey, what, what's bigger than the Super Bowl in America? Uh, the opening weekend of March Madness, the World Cup. No, not the um, World Cup. I don't think. Don't start America. with me. Don't start. Don't start. In, yes. in America. In America. Yeah, I don't think in America. We're all Indian here. Who's? Do your Indian grandpas come out for the Super Bowl? No, no, no they wake up at six a.m. for the World Cup. Don't start with don't in America. Yeah, that's not an American your uncle? spectacle. <laughs> don't start. Don't start. It's, a, it's we're the foreigners. We're a country of a melting pot. The foreigners March, come out for the World Mar- Cup. March Madness. I could probably agree with the Super Bowl's up there. Probably top three. To the listeners out there, this is this is the problem with our country. We have all these ignorant people that don't care about the greatest sport in the entire world. Soccer, football, <laughs> football. Sorry. So, so Mika, given that you're the resident football expert here, why don't you start by giving us a little bit of background on your on yourself? Sure, sounds great. Um, well, very honored and excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I, I get to see the behind the scenes of what you guys do uh, once a week now, um, but. Yes, background. My name is Amika, as previously stated. A little bit more about my sports style. I'd probably categorize that into three areas. Um, So one is I followed a wide range of sports um, growing up. My family always had some sporting event um, playing on our home TV. So specifically football, both college and NFL, um, golf, which I also started playing pretty young and throughout high school, um, and now um, tennis, and then uh, basketball, um, especially the NCAA. So super excited um, as we're approaching March. Um, I think second, I've always been a huge, huge Tom Brady fan, as most of my friends know, Um, getting some (laughs) head shakes from Garno right now. Um, But Brady went to Michigan and really have always respected his grit and humility, which... (laughs) Maybe topic for discussion, but now, now you have Neil shaking his head. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> True. Um, and then I think my third area is I think similar to Moynak. I like the drama of um, kind of across sports. Um, I think we grew up in a great era of sports where we saw a lot of goats' careers end to end, such as Federer, Nadal, Brady, LeBron, Djokovic, Michael Phelps. Um, so it's always been easy to follow along and kind of be pretty engaged in the entertainment. Um, so yeah, that kind of sums up my, my sports expertise. Well, well, we're glad to have you on and totally agree. I think there's a lot of athletes that we were fortunate enough to watch in the sure. tail end of their career. 
Um, but speaking of uh, speaking of football and going back to some of our reaction special show here, what did you guys think of the Super Bowl? Um, curious to hear your guys' takes on the Burrow Stafford matchup. Um, so maybe we'll uh, give it off to to Neil to kick it off. It was an entertaining game. I was uh, I don't think I was ever really bored. It wasn't super defensive. Um, touchdowns were exciting. It came down to the last few minutes. In classic Stafford fashion, he he got the game-winning drive. Uh, although the Bengals really did mess up on their last drive, but I think that's just due to inexperience and having a young quarterback and a young wide receiving core. But yeah, it was entertaining. Stafford's the greatest, and uh, I'll conclude it at that. <laughs> Quite, Carna, you had some Carna, you had some thoughts. Uh, you texted us the next morning on Burrow and his wait, wait. Uh, hometown Stopped. of Ohio. Stop, stop for a second. At what point was this not a defensive game? Seven sacks by the, the Rams team. Two in interceptions the end, by the Bengals. In the end, wait, wait, what? In the end, in the end, it was defensive, but they were firing on all cylinders in the first half. Like there's no defense. I don't and think yeah, we're watching Donald, the same game. Donald had a game-winning sack, which was clutch. But yeah, I don't think we're watching the same game. Neither quarterback got over 300 yards. No running back got over 100 yards. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the, this was a defensive game. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yes, there was a flashy offensive play, but this is a defense. Okay. All right. I don't know what to say there. Um, yeah. But I, no. Uh, yeah. I can agree with you on one thing, and that's Stafford's a goat. Amiga, what do you think? Yeah. I I think, well, I don't agree with the last part of Carno's statement, <laughs> but I think I agree that it was more of a defensive game. This may be a hot take, but I thought even though the game was close throughout, it was really like the most exciting towards like the last five minutes. Both defenses played really well, but I feel like we didn't see as many of those flashy plays that we know both Stafford and Burrow are capable of, um, which I think is a testament to the defenses. Um, I also thought that that missed face mask was a momentum shift for the Bengals but then they never really pulled away with it after that. And like the Bengals coach, the team, I think they had really poor time management in the final two minutes. Um, I think when they got that, it was like that first and 10 at, I think it was the Rams 49 yard line. I think they should have called a timeout, regrouped, calmed their nerves. And then they just like wasted a second and one off of a miscommunication. Um, so yeah, I just thought that, they kind of at least threw it away to tie up the game to head into to overtime, which which is learning, hopefully, for them to come back uh, hungrier or, or stronger. Yeah, I mean, I would say I, I kind of agree with that situation. It, it was a pretty messy game overall, but just to preface this, I was stuck on a plane watching it. So I feel like I lost a lot of the a lot of the drama and commentating that you would otherwise had if you're watching with more uh you know watching with more scrutiny uh when you're in a room full of other people and you, you have the sound on full blast I I did think it was a little messy some missed calls here and there felt like a lot of three and outs here and there so Neil I, I get the whole like entertaining point it was only entertaining at the end I thought the, the first three quarters was really kind of a wash to a certain extent I mean I only found it entertaining because I was rooting for the Rams so that's why the first half was fun for me that's probably why um what do you guys think about if Stafford is a Hall of Famer? Yes, this is a, this is such a dumb argument. I hated every sports analyst talking about all these factors. He's 100 percent 
going to be a Hall of Famer when he has his career. He still has at least three or four years in him. He's already, what, 12th all-time in passing. He was the fastest to 5,000 yards. He was the fastest to another milestone, too. Uh, and now he has a Super Bowl, so I, I don't know what else to say. Carno, how do you feel I, about that? I see. I mean, well, when I say Stafford's a GOAT, it's because of my Detroit love. It's not through any statistical uh, analysis on, of Stafford. And hold on. When you say Stafford is the GOAT, what what exactly do you mean by that? He's the greatest Detroit uh, line of uh, – not even that. Oh, but, no. <laughs> uh, he's the greater, greatest modern Detroit line of all time. Let's say that. <laughs> and leader of our city. He's a mayor of he's, – he's still the mayor of Detroit. That guy, I mean, he left for LA and he still has a Ford. Uh, he still drives a Ford F 150s. You can't hate the guy. He is the greatest for the city of Detroit. Uh, he's not the greatest quarterback of all time. Neither is Brady, but we'll get to that later. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later I mean, I've, in certain aspects, maybe or maybe not. Uh, but I don't think he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think he'll be a Hall of Famer. Um, I do think some of the accolades. Um, are skewed like the fastest of 5,000 yards is great, but it's in a league where he was the air raid offense. Um, so there people are going to take a look at that. And then you always have to realize that the hall of fame committee is going to be a bunch of these old heads. So um, I, I think he deserves it, but um, I see the people's points. If he, but he's going to make the hall of fame. He's going to make the hall of fame. If he wins another one in his like remaining years with the Rams, he'll be first ballot. He better not win. Yeah. Just remember that two of the, like, uh, of the picks that we traded or that we got for Stafford are, um, you know, first rounders from the Rams. So like, yes, we got his, we got his ring now. Just go tank next year. Like, get us a high pick. He's not going to tank. Okay Let's be okay We're going to re-sign that whole team probably. I hope not. I hope, uh, I, hope some, I, I mean, I want Stafford to do well, but I think he's got his ring. Now help us. Help us, please. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, do you guys have any other thoughts on Stafford before we hop to the other side of the table for, for Joe Burrow? Um, so in 12 years, well, 11 years with the Lions, we've seen 40 or I think 30 something plus game winning drives that he's pulled off. So when it comes down to all the odds are against Stafford, he does it. Every, so it's, it shouldn't be a surprise anymore. Like whenever Stafford has that, it's always going to happen. It, he doesn't fail at this. Uh, only when it doesn't count. Like he failed against San Francisco in the last game, which really didn't care. Uh, but I think uh, this is the perfect situation. It's like, yeah, when Mika says that the the, um, the Bengals got the momentum, and all the Detroiters knew this is exactly where Stafford wants to be. And it was just like, all right, we're seeing this again. Yep. Yeah, it was a good setup. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, I definitely really respect Stafford. And I think he's just like, really likable as a human being separate from football and also is from Detroit or played at Detroit. Um, I think his career isn't over, so it's hard to like have this hall of fame discussion, which is what Neil was saying. And when, like, if he wins back-to-back Super Bowls next year, then it's a totally different discussion. Um, I think at this exact point, I don't know if he's a hall of famer with <laughs> I don't know if Neil's going to love this, but I mean, he doesn't have any MVP rings. He doesn't have MVP of the season. Um, I think he, he probably has just like a played for of- Detroit. Stop the, it. Yeah. I was going to say in the same he way for that, Detroit, in the same way. Yeah. He, Detroit lions are always going to be overlooked for accolades. Like I'm sure if he was on a different team, he probably would have gotten an MVP or more pro bowls, but they're always yeah. overlooked. 
That's fair. Um, but I think, yeah, and I know that I think he's like reached the total career passing yards as like, I think he's been the fastest quarterback to do that, but he's, I think he needs to be a leader in a few more of like the key quarterback statistics. Um, and he, I mean, he has time. He's, he still has hopefully a handful of years left. Uh, but I think probably if he has like a bit more to pad his quarterback resume, that would um, be a bit more defining to get him into the hall of fame. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of see it the same way in that, like what Drew Brees won one Super Bowl. Uh, but he just threw for a ton of yards. He also yep. threw a ton of interceptions too. And his team was always more or less middle of the road, best case NFC championship. And Drew Brees is a surefire Hall of Famer. So I could see Stafford getting to that same level if you give him a few more years. But what do I know about football? This is, this is, out, of my, this is out of my wheelhouse. <laughs> you know enough. Why not? I was gonna say Rogers, but Rogers has what four MVPs, so that that takes the case. Never mind. So, yeah. I think this might be a good transition into um, the next discussion because I mean, Neil, you mentioned Rogers, and before this, when we have our group chats, before this podcast, we've been talking about maybe Rogers being the goat instead of Brady. Um, I, after thinking about it, do no longer believe Rogers is even close to the goat status, and Neil's gonna hate me for it. No, um, no, I agree. No, I don't think he's even top five greatest quarterbacks um i've been telling so. you guys this and no one <laughs> i've been saying how he chokes in the playoffs no one has well been- it's not i mean if, if i look at the statistics it's actually not even brady makes that in terms of in terms of the way i'm gonna play this out i will talk about this when we talk about the good stuff like if you had a situation that we had with in the Super Bowl where Stafford has in, is taking his team down to the end, right? So Stafford's leading his uh, team to a game-winning drive. How many other quarterbacks would you want in that position? Would you want Brady in that position? Or could you name five other quarterbacks over Brady that you would want in that position? I, I personally couldn't, but I may be biased. Over Brady? Over Brady. I, put, I, I can name five right now over Brady that I want in that position. Name them. Well, well wait. Peyton Manning. Wait. Yeah, that was my first one. Is that go ahead, go ahead, Meeks. I was just gonna say it depends if this is a playoff situation or regular. This is the Super Bowl. Situation. This is this if is that exact the same Super Bowl, game. I want Tom Brady. What no. he's done this I want, Yeah, what kind of argument is that? I want Peyton Manning, I want Johnny Unitas, I want Joe Namath, I want Matt Stafford, I want Drew Brees. You want Peyton Manning who threw a pick six against the Saints? Peyton Manning so- in 17 years has led 54 game winning drives, the but most not- in, in, in in NFL history. How, how many in the playoffs? The, okay, I think it totally changes in the regular season versus the playoffs. Well, we, death and we have to look at situations where it's, it's ceteris paribus. We can't look at situations where our, or maybe there's like a, a team that like a quarterback that's a terrible team, but he keeps on winning, a.k.a. Stafford. No, like but you, you can you make the look same at regular case season because you, you have the same set of data. You can make the same case for Rodgers. Rodgers is a regular season wizard in terms of the fourth quarter comeback, but then – Play Rodgers made has like Super Bowl. Hasn't the Rodgers made like the most like consecutive NFC championships in a long time? Yeah. So like I, I'm not gonna put again, I'm gonna look at regular season because I want all things to be equal. As as a statistical guy, you got to do it that way. You can't put other external factors in there. But going back to my point, who other people, who else would I want? I, I can name you five. Like Brady's oh, a great winner. I, I wouldn't put Drew Brees on that, but the, the other four I agree with you. Drew Brees has 53 in 19 years. I know, but it, <laughs> 
not over Brady, not for game winning. I don't know. I, I know all the stats are there, but it just it, Drew Brees doesn't make sense on that list. Why does Donald Ford agree? He's Tom not. Brady, a, Tom Brady can rely on that defense when you, when you know things are going to have an issue. Drew Brees, you can't. Brady led the largest game winning comeback against the Falcons. In that's, that's that is one game. I'm looking at a whole a suite of information. But he's done that at least like okay four one other, time. He's he done tried that. the second time and Stafford shut him down. <laughs> no, he's done this in like at least four. I would say twenty eight point comebacks. Sevens, four out of his twenty eight point comebacks. No, but he's he's led his team to come back into field goal range or where he's needed a touchdown. He did that. Yeah, I, he, he has the second most in the NFL. Oh, well, he's tied for the second most with three other players, but he has the second most in history. He has the longest number of years doing it. So in terms of game winning per year uh, played, he has a little less. But, you know, I'm not saying Tom Brady's not bad. I'm just saying I can name five more. Who are so, five more quarterbacks who are better than Tom Brady? That, in the clutch, that I'd rather have. So if you, if you want to put a goat in that sense, yes, Tom Brady's the greatest winner, but... I could name five more players I'd rather have as my quarterback in a, in a clutch situation than Tom Brady. No, and we've talked about it before, but Brady has been blessed with pretty talented teams throughout his entire career. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna reel us back in real quick before because I think we're getting into the next discussion on Brady. But why don't we just round out the Super Bowl with our thoughts on Joe Burrow? Because I think he deserves a lot of consideration for what he was able to do with the team this year. The Bengals should be damn proud of how far they got. So what, what's your guys' take on Burrow's legacy and, and where you think he could rank, you know, in terms of his peers of, of Mahomes and, and Josh Allen? And, and is this the new breed of the, the Peyton Manning-Tom Brady rivalry? I okay. hate Ohio and all things Ohio, period. That's all I have to say. Yeah, uh, aside from his ties to Ohio, he's a pretty likable dude. Like, if you see him mic'd up with the Super Bowl, he's like, he's, he's, very, he's a very good guy. He played his heart out. He's a good quarterback. Uh, I think him and Jamar Chase are a, an amazing duo. I don't see why they won't be in the playoffs for years to come. I would agree with that. Um, I think he has more to prove in the NFL, but should be really, really proud of his career given it's his second year in the league coming off an injury. He led the Bengals to the Super Bowl. Um, really like how he carries himself. Um, and seems like he had like really great perspective during his post-game interview after the loss, given how young he is. Um, and I'm sure he'll learn a lot from this loss. Um, Cause as we were saying before, the Bengals kind of threw it away at the end to at least tie the game. Um, but yeah, he seems pretty humble and down to earth and has a great swagger as, as Joe Burr. He actually does. To, to a certain crazy. extent. And, and let me know if you guys agree with this, but I feel like Joe Burrow, he's not flashy in his plays and it's not like he, he sometimes has the physical tools and maybe he does on, on certain parts, but it's a little reminiscent of, of Brady, I think to a certain extent where it's not the, the big home run ball, or it's not like the, you know, the, the Stafford flashy, you know, slinging it sort of plays. He's very consistent. And I think that's what makes him good. But I, I, I think that, Josh Allen and Mahomes are just more dazzling in yeah. terms of their, their talent. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with that. Cause I mean, most of his plays in Jamar Chase are what, like fly rods, fade routes. Which are deep I, think, I think by dazzling, he's like getting out of the pocket and making crazy side arm throws. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Deep, deep if you're gonna balls. Look at, 
his his offensive line is the worst offensive line, so he does have to get out of the pocket quite a bit. He doesn't know how to slide yet, but he he has the worst offensive line. Uh, yeah, he he's not fancy. He's not going to make Instagram photos or besides his trip. But I mean, he's he he he's a pretty dazzling quarterback if you just look at the basic what he's dealt with and he has to get out with. Again, I hate Ohio and all things Ohio, so I'm not going to say anything else about that. But the guy can he he can get out. He's he's very Stafford esque, I, I would say. All right, so Detroit Stafford asks. Let me let me let me clarify. Detroit Stafford, when he had nothing around him and he's just yeah. making plays. Yeah. Neil, as the as the resident hip hop fan here, what, what were your thoughts on the halftime show? I, I thought it was I thought it was an amazing halftime show. Uh, probably one of the best I've seen in a while. Uh, maybe this is because I like all of the artists that performed, but it was entertaining. The uh, the setup was super cool. I like the 50 cent surprise appearance. Uh, I've been able to close it out. I mean, what more could you want? Amika, I, you look like you have some thoughts. Um, no, well, yeah, I would agree with Neil. Loved the rap and hip hop focus. Um, I think I wanted to see more from Eminem and Kendrick. I was really ready to go off on humble <laughs> waiting that didn't happen um but i know there were features but maybe if they had longer segments and also um kind of more of a performance feel with like longer dance routines i think that could have set it apart a little bit more um, compared to other super bowl shows i think j-lo and shakira are, are still up there for me is that your number one j-lo and shakira yes or beyonce Honestly, Corno seems like a Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers kind of guy. That, that I found that like insulting. His... I found that very insulting. That was insulting. That came out of nowhere. <laughs> a, it's Prince. Prince had the best halftime show so far. And B, yeah, really the second one is Justin Timberlake and uh, Janet Jackson, oh. without a doubt. I can't believe we're forgetting this. <laughs> that was uh, iconic for other reasons, but yeah. yeah. It was oh, a great, no. great, great music. Yeah, it was, it was a great show. But oh, not, I mean, yeah, yes, it got big, overshadowed. Big, big controversy on that one, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that that's that's Super Bowl um, halftime performance caused Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers yeah. for like ten years. <laughs> that's, that, 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 that wow, that that would hurt. <laughs> what um, am, am I, old country boy now? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think that rounds out our discussion on the Super Bowl. So let's talk a little bit about the other big news coming out of the NFL and Brady's retirement. Um, Good so. Riddance. Maybe let's uh, let's reflect. Amika, do you have anything to say about his uh, his retirement? And maybe that can segue into some of our discussions from there. Yeah, I definitely have thoughts. Um, I think he's okay. This will this may be a hot take, but I do think he's the greatest quarterback of all time and the greatest winner of all time. Um, but I just think the retirement is very well-deserved after his 22-year season um, just kind of blows my mind, like the amount of work he's probably had to do um, to keep just himself in shape, both physically and mentally, and to be able to do that across 22 years and play football at the highest level. Um, I mean, he was an MVP candidate this year in his last season, and to go out on top, I think, is awesome. Um, and just great that you know now he's he was able to play with 
some some people who've like watched him grow up such as Pat Mahomes or Burrow um and I think he was saying in an inter interview where he used to feel like kind of the players brothers and then there's a segment in his career where he felt like the players fathers and then now he kind of feels like their grandfather which is uh, pretty funny but also um I think just a testament to like how long he's been playing football for um and just doing it at the highest level so salute to the goat he won't feel like the parents fathers unless he's tongue casing them though so <laughs> I don't think I don't think he's there yet Great yeah, let, me, let me just chime in uh he's probably he's definitely the greatest winner of all time um but I don't think he's the greatest quarterback of all time I think that he's been blessed with some pretty damn good teams throughout his career most especially his o-line in in all years on the Patriots um I'm not a huge fan of him off the field I think he's kind of a for lack of a better word douche uh I think wow. he's He's a little conceited sometimes. I think he throws a lot of tantrums on the field, uh, which, you know, people call it his passion. And I put that in quotes, but. Hey, LeBron does the same. Yeah, I know. I think he also. And LeBron's also not the goat either. So let's just. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, I don't really like the guy. And I think that a lot of, yeah, he's the greatest winner, but I think he's nowhere near the, the most skillful quarterback or the greatest of all time. So, yeah. Garno. All right, let me. Uh, I, I took some notes on this. So, no one can argue that Tom Brady is the the goat. Um, yeah, we, he is the NFL goat. He is the greatest of all time in terms of football player that won. Um, he is the greatest winner. Probably one of the most hardworking players out there. But yes, um, Moynock. I mean, he put a a group chat out there in one of your terrible takes that we have in our group chat, where you said that you know. LeBron James, uh, you, you're trying to justify LeBron James is the greatest player of all time in basketball. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll get to the football part of this, but you, you remember what you said, you said that, you know, if LeBron James took Michael Jordan one-on-one, he's a better three-point shot. He's all this, like as a statistic, statistician, LeBron James should be the greatest player of all time. All right, let's take that argument and look at Tom Brady. Is LeBron, is Tom Brady the greatest deep pal passer of all time? Is Tom Brady the greatest uh, mid-range passer of all time? Is Tom Brady the greatest short uh, game passer? Is he the greatest quarterback out of the threat? Is he the greatest uh, 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 IQ? I don't think you can say yes to any of those questions. He doesn't have the greatest IQ. That one, that one belongs, I think, firmly with Peyton Manning. Yes. Deep ball threat. I think that belongs firmly with Drew Brees. Um, a mid-range, Dran Marino. Uh, mobile quarterback, Johnny Unitas. Um, I mean, you can, you can, you, Tom Brady can't be classified as the greatest in any of those categories. So however you want to describe him as the greatest quarterback, he's not going to fit that. He's greatest winner. Yes. He's the most hardworking quarterback. Probably. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Peyton Manning also is very hardworking. I, I can't put it past him, but Tom Brady did win more. Um, and then going back to my argument, like, all right, if you had to go in the similar fashion of a one-on-one -on -one, with Michael Jordan and, MJ and uh, LeBron, if you put Tom Brady in a one-on-one, -on -one, two-minute drill with any other quarterback, he would not be the best in that situation. So with that being said, I don't think he's the GOAT. A GOAT in terms of greatest quarterback of all time. He's the great the GOAT is the greatest NFL player. I don't know. It's a very weird distinction with that with the NFL because like the, 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 the offensive player of the year this year is Cooper Cup, but the, the MVP was uh, Aaron Rodgers. I don't know how they make that distinction. So um it's very interesting in the NFL. One, one stat here, just one stat to throw out here that I think we need to revisit. And, and look, I love Peyton Manning. Uh, but when you say the whole IQ point, I get it. Like, the, like, that's what Peyton Manning is known for. 
But I like to think that sometimes it's hard to say he has a better IQ because if you look at the numbers, uh, Peyton Manning threw for 250 interceptions in his career. And he, he, he's, uh, he's number nine on the list of all-time interceptions. Tom Brady has only thrown 200 interceptions and has played, you know, almost more than, uh, call it 50 more games than Peyton Manning. So what's, what's, how do you, how do you justify that on the whole IQ point? If he's played more games, uh, and, and thrown significantly less interceptions. I don't think interceptions are a good barometer of, of your, of your quarterback IQ. I think it's errant passes. You got to look at a statistic like interceptions. Matthew Stafford threw three, two interceptions in the, in the, in the Super Bowl. What happened to those two interceptions? One of them, the guy just dropped it. It's not a good barometer. It's, it's more of your accuracy. It's more of, all right, the quarterback rating. I don't think you can just say interceptions is the, yes, because Peyton Manning's through, he's the record, I think, for the most number. No, he had the record before James Winston destroyed it. Uh, he had the record for the yeah. most number, except most number of interceptions thrown in a year. And that was his uh, rookie year. He threw, I think, like 24, 25 interceptions right there. Um, it just shows like, all right, A, you're throwing the ball a lot because that's Peyton Manning has to do. And B, it's, um, you know, you're, you're understanding where, you're learning you're understanding all right they're the reads i'm learning from this read and you're going to advance that moving forward so yeah peyton manning may have thrown a lot of interceptions at the beginning but as he progressed in his career the number went down or, eh, it went up and down because there's sometimes he had injuries in the neck and all that but like you know you could see a, a, a rapid progression whereas tom brady i'm not saying tom brady didn't progress over his years but tom brady's been efficient in the beginning uh just because he didn't have to throw he's a great game manager I think, think A.J. McCarron in Alabama, that was Tom Brady's first part of the years. And then as he progressed, right, he realized, hey, Bill Belichick's building the system around me where we don't have to throw deep balls. We're throwing, you know, uh, throwing screen, throwing uh, short slams because we can just uh, overline an offensive line and think that we're going to uh, run the ball and just throw quick, quick passes and throw pick plays. I mean, Bill Belichick invented the whole pick play kind of thing. So Tom Brady was a very efficient because he took that system, made it his own, made it better. So, um, I mean, there's a whole discussion of Tom Brady being a system quarterback and uh, there is some merits to it uh, because, you know, put Tom Brady in a, in a system that's like Peyton Manning's or put him in a more spread out offense. It's not going to work. Um, but Tom Brady was just a very efficient because, uh, you know, he, he, he worked well with what he, had, what he had to deal with, whereas Peyton Manning had to make it his own. So I think in terms of the IQ point, I think I would also agree with Moynock. I respect Peyton Manning, but I think he finished his career with a QBR of 96.5 and Tom Brady finished with 97.6, doing it over a longer period of time and doing it at a higher consistent level. And he's also won, like Peyton Manning has two Super Bowl rings, one which was basically won by the Broncos defense and Brady has seven, like I feel like in terms of decision-making and making quick decisions and the right decisions when it matters, Brady did that more frequently. Um, so, and I, I think, yeah, just thinking about, I mean, I'm sure we all know the stats. He's won seven times, made it to 10 Super Bowls, 13 AFC championships, I think eight AFC championships in a row. Um, I just think it's a tough rebuttal. He's and had I, oh, almost 
all his offensive line as his uh, as offensive all pros in those years. He's had, I mean, the first few years, I think he had like 11 different uh, all pro players compared to Peyton Manning's maybe three or four. And that's just his wide receivers that he makes. Let's not um, forget about the Bucks. defense. I don't think, and, and, and I mean, we're using football as a team. And yeah, can't forget about the Bucks defense. Last, I don't think Tom Brady deserved last year's MVP. I don't know. And a, a Super Bowl MVP. I think that really deserved, uh, that was deserved by, um, oh my God, what's that linebacker? Uh, White, number 45, Devin, Devin White. White. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that defense is phenomenal. Um, Tom Brady did deserve the other MVPs. Um, but so the other four Super Bowl MVPs. True, but I don't think the first yet the first year should have gone to really should have gone to Adam and to Terry, but that guy clearly every single year takes them out. But uh, I mean, no, Tom Brady does. I mean, if it wasn't for Adam Vinatieri, it was Tom Brady. Um, I really think Adam Vinatieri is disrespected in that regard. Um, but um, you know, going back to what I was saying, it's like football is a very difficult thing. You like when you look at like you have to look at very micro situations when looking at things at iq because yes in a macro level the results will play is not just a single pass and run and blah, blah. It's, it, everything doesn't work together and you, it requires all 11 players not just one or two yeah the thing that the, the reason why i'm saying peyton manning is a higher iq is because the 11 players that he had were never at the same level and and, and you can like read through some of the things that he had to do um to to get to uh like making that team a better place like i'll give you a story in 2004 or 5 i think the, the offensive coordinator was named tom moore and tom moore used to give peyton man ah, i don't think i'm getting that name right anyway an old guy uh giving and he gave peyton manning every um every play he gave him two run plays and one pass play and peyton manning would have to turn the play into and it was always the same two plays same the two run plays same one pass play and peyton manning just made the play on on like as he read the defense I don't think, and that, that story has been told all, uh, uh, John Gruden used to say it during that uh, stupid John Gordon morning morning quarterback, stupid show. Um, but like Peyton Man had to make, he had to make art on the field by himself, essentially. Tom Brady, again, I was very gifted and he didn't have to do that. So maybe Tom Brady does have a hierarchy. We don't know, but like, he didn't have to show it whereas Peyton Manning clearly did. I see your point and I see like, and I agree. I think like IQ is, there's just so many like micro points to football IQ that we could probably go down a rabbit hole for like three hours discussing. Um, but I think that, I think Brady has had, I think it, it, it's, it's difficult to say that across 22 seasons, he's had like an incredibly high caliber team each season. I think any team who makes it to the Super Bowl and wins against high caliber teams in a sudden death situation is going to have a really talented and strong team. The sport of football is a team sport. So yeah. I don't, I don't agree with that. Um, I think like there are some teams, I think most teams, yes, are like Patriots are very blessed because they've had all that, but look at the Colts teams that went, they, I think they had the 31st West defense the, the one year and then they had like a 29th best defense. They are the, like the, the worst of the worst defenses. Uh, and then the Bengals, I would say is another example. Like the Bengals are, had yeah. the worst offensive line. So I don't agree that you have to be a talented team. I think you have to have some very special moments to get there and a special player to get there, which the Bengals had in two of, and um, the, uh, the Colts had one. Tom Brady. That's surprising. Was, I feel like I've always heard, you know, with the Colts, defensively you hear the big names of like Antoine Bethea, Dwight Freeney, like some of those like 
really high caliber 2000s players and they still have that shitty of a defense that's pretty Awful defense i mean you can't name one linebacker maybe because that was like yeah. it was like it was uh kato june was a michigan guy so that's the only reason i knew him mm-hmm. uh then you have bob sanders who's who played maybe two games in the, like the entire season uh there's another player that was uh, he was a third string player but again michigan guys so that's how i knew him marlon jackson who actually made the critical interception against tom brady to take um the colts to the 2007 uh super bowl but like Dwight Freeney was great, but it was just Dwight Freeney. Uh, it was literally, and then they had uh, what's the guy Robert Mathis a lot later when Dwight Freeney retired. Robert Mathis got really good, uh, but those teams were awful, 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 awful defensive teams. Like if you look the scores of the games, like even against um, the the uh, Patriots, it was like twenty eight thirty one. Like every team scored at least twenty eight points. Which uh, I mean, look at the Super Bowl now twenty three twenty. That was a very low scoring game. So. Um, you, the, the Colts had to outscore their teams, whereas the Patriots just had to outmanage their teams because the Patriots were just a, the Patriots system is the greatest system. Like it is the Alabama, uh, Crimson Tide of the NFL in terms of their system. I, I don't, uh, okay. Well, I think Peyton Manning also had like some crazy receivers like Reggie Wayne, Harrison, um, there, like, Randy I, Moss ring a bell. Yes, that was for like three One years. Year. Yeah, yeah, like Wes two... Welker. I okay, Manning had Wes Rob Welker. Gronkowski. Yeah, probably one of the great, the, if not he got injured, he got injured like every other year, basically. I he don't played in most of the Super Bowls, though. Some, some of them he didn't, and some of them Eon Branch and Brady also had like Barnett and and James White, Super and, like, Bowl other MVP people. Julian Edelman. Edelman was never that good a receiver, in my opinion. These are all great receiver. These are all players that I think Brady also like lifted up and made. Corey Dillon, shape. He's he was also not there for that long, and I think. And I think that Brady had like the fact that he made it to thirteen AFC championships. Not he definitely didn't have like all star receivers every year, and a handful of those those years, Gronk was injured. He had to work with like truly some no-name players. Who? I can't even think of them. Julian um, Edelman, no-name player. No, he was also. Well, there was like one season that he was out, but then, yeah, Bar- Barnett. There was um, Chris Hogan and Martellus Bennett or something. Oh, Bennett was a, a oh, like a Pro Bowl in multiple teams. Be- Be- Bennett was great. Yeah, <clears throat> Bennett was really good. Martellus Bennett was a pro bowler on many like teams. A, I don't think he was an X factor for Brady. I think they they. Oh, no, but he had he had above average talent on the offensive side consistently. He was an all pro for multiple yeah. teams. Like, I, I, I think you're you're thinking about like, all right, you don't have like, yes, Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison are two Hall of Famers, yeah. but that's that's all you had with Tom Brady. Or, sorry, with Peyton Manning. Brandon. Then, I mean, Brandon, Brandon Stokely was not very like he left. Um, he left. Uh, Indianapolis and went to the Baltimore Ravens and was awful, awful, awful. Like his season was, his career was over after that. Um, yes. Uh, I mean, yes, Tom Brady had a, a slew. I mean, 13, I don't think we're, we're saying that Tom Brady's, I mean, I don't know where the argument's gone here because yes, we're all in agreement that, or most of us are in agreement that Tom Brady's the greatest winner. Um, and yeah, I, I, clearly you're, you're putting out stats that show that Tom Brady is the greatest winner. Uh, he's been to 13 straight uh, AFC champions or whatever. You can, you, you can list out the stats. It's just, um, I, 
I, I think football is very different from basketball. This the sport we talk about um, in that football is a team sport and requires 11, like 11 or 22 players. Yes. Plus, uh, uh, plus out of Vinatieri uh, <laughs> to do really, really well. And it, it, Tom Brady had a better, like overall a better 11 player, 22 players than Peyton Manning had. And so I, I, I don't, I mean, we shouldn't compare him just to Peyton Manning because that comparison is lost in like 2015 when Peyton Manning, his career was over. I think Tom Brady exceeded after that. Um, but in, in terms of IQ, I think that was the only reason we should talk about Peyton Manning, but there's so many other factors that Tom Brady can be compared to with other players where he's just not at that top level. Like um, in terms of deep ball threat, not there. Mobility, not there. Tom Brady just, he knows how to, like, he knows how to put it all together because a quarterback needs to put it all together and work within the system. So he was the, the greatest winner in the sense he was able to get the best out of all his players. And that's why he's the greatest. We're, we're all, almost all of us are in agreement that he's the greatest winner of all time. And he's the GOAT in that sense. Quarterback itself in terms of skills, that the whole Moynock thing, is he's not there. And I, I don't know. I think, Neil, you can agree to Moynock. I, I don't know what you think because <laughs> you are what you are. I mean, he's got the same guy that Steph Curry is defensive player of the year. So uh, I have nothing, nothing to say to Moynock here. Uh, but Meeks, I think, uh, I mean, if you look at all that and just it, it, ignore all emotion, I think maybe you can agree to that too. That if you take all those factors and look at them individually, he's not that. But if you, no. in terms of putting it together and winning and playing with the system, yes, he's the greatest winner. I I agree with some points of that. Um, I'll take out my my emotion of following him since a very young age. But yeah, I mean, I think he he himself has said when he was on uninterrupted um, great series. By the way, that that LeBron. Gardner won't watch that. <laughs> I will not be watching that. Yeah. After after uh, what the last dance, how they treated uh, Detroit, I refuse to watch any of these ESPN things. Fair. Detroit versus everybody has really never been bigger. Fair. That's fair. Um, but he did say on there that he felt that he's done the best with the body's, body he's given and he's done the most preparation. Um, and he's had a lot of help along the way because football at the end of the day is a team sport. And yeah, it wasn't him who made that crazy catch against the Falcons. It was Julian Edelman, but like he still had to deliver. But in the same way, then you would say, you can say like the Giants had two crazy catches that saved them their Super Bowl with David Tyree and, and Mario Manningham. So like a lot of Super Bowl games are a game of inches. So I just think it's crazy that Brady has 10 trips to the Super Bowl, has won seven times. Just the consistency to do that I think this is something even Pat Mahomes also quoted where he was saying after his very unfortunate loss um, in the AFC championship that he has even more respect for Tom Brady given knowing how much football is a game of inches given that it's sun and death. It's not best of seven like basketball um, in, in the playoffs. It's, it's sudden death. And the fact to just somehow make it there. Hey, age. Pat Mahomes lost an AFC championship to Brady because of a coin toss. Let's not forget that. Well, and then, okay, same against the Bills, but then the fact that Brady yeah. has done that seven times, it makes it just even more improbable. Like the chances to do it seven times, I don't know if we're going to see it again. I mean, the I, next I don't like that of- argument, by the way. Sorry, just a quick point on the, on the you lose in a coin toss. People always have chances to put games away. It's their fault that they did oh, it. Man. No, 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 no. In the NFL, it's different. No, no. In the NFL, it's totally different. 
because look at the NCAA, like, yeah, coin toss, you can go first or second, but at least someone else has like a rebuttal. A chance. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, 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 but I'm saying, I'm saying that they like, it, you should have, you should have ended the game before it even got to overtime. That's on you. If your defense can stop them from having a game, game, game time drive. Well, I mean, yeah, but you, again, it has to be like, all right, so we now we're, we're in a clean slate. We just can't let a coin toss state. A coin toss is deciding. Yeah, you can say situationally, maybe. But then at that point, like, we're not looking at how we got to this point of the overtime. We need to now fit, set a evil playing field. That would, like, eat the, play, the game is tied. We're not going to give it to the first person that just wins on a coin toss. We should give it to everyone. Anyway, that's just as a point. Yeah, I want to quickly rebut on something that uh, Meek said. So uh, there's a common, um, and you opened the door on this. There's a common saying that in order to be the best, you have to beat the best. Eli Manning beats your best. Tom Brady twice and never got beaten in the Super Bowl. So that means Eli Manning is the GOAT, and we should just have this end this discussion right now. Because I, could, I could get on board with that. Eli Manning beat the, beat the GOAT twice. Eli Manning is Tom Brady's father in, in all scenarios. <laughs> um, but no, going back to you, um, one thing I, I really dislike, and this is probably why I'm not going to be watching Man in the Mirror, is I hate when the players agree. Like, <laughs> <Man. their> own... <laughs> is that what it's called? Man in the Mirror? Man in the House? Man in the... <laughs> what is it? Whatever man, he's he's the man, room. and I don't like the man. Man so in the room. It. So his man, like, so Tom Brady in the room. His his son there. The whole thing. Uh, man in the room. Uh, anyway, um, so uh, that reference. Uh, but one thing I really hate is when a player has to create their own reference as to why their, their own narrative as to why they're so great. But one thing that I, I, I mean, yes, LeBron James is also great. But the, I, the thing I hate about it, I, 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 I hate on him. And just in front of these guys is that he likes to create this own narrative like oh it's so tough for me and i have to do this and i work so hard because it's, it's all it's always hard up here um i hate that and tom brady's kind of doing that with this whole man in the move man in what sorry can you guys repeat it man in the arena man in the arena oh man in the arena wow i got i got that way wrong <laughs> um but tom brady's kind of building this narrative and i saw like some like on tiktok there have some things like Tom Brady's talking about, oh yeah, it's so easy for basketball players to do it. Like I have to do this like in pads and so hard and all that. Um, I don't like when he has to justify why he's the GOAT. I think it's up to the people that decide, hey, he's the GOAT or not. Michael Jordan doesn't have to justify why he's the GOAT. He just kind of played. I mean, he just like walks in the middle of the All-Star Arena and people's like, oh, that's the number one player right there. As they do with Brady now. Huh? No, yeah, I, I, I think Brady's Brady. kind of doing that right now. And like, the whole retirement, like rumors of if he comes back or not, I think that's a little bit of him saying, all right, are people kind of doubting me? That is that like, if people are doubting me, I'm going to come back. So I, I don't like this whole, and so, then he uses TV 12 to say, oh, it's, it's like, I, I get it, it's marketing and he's going to make a lot of money off it, which all right, for all capitalism, good for you. But I don't like people like having that. I think if, if you can just sit back and say, and I, okay, even if he didn't say anything and we just sat back after his career and said, that's it, I'm done. I think we would all have said he's the greatest winner. I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop myself and say like, I'm not going to look at the stats and say he's not the greatest winner. He is. Um, and he's the goat in that sense, but all he has right, to so, justify that really annoys me. So I'm going to give Amika the last word here. Cause that's our special, special guest appearance. Um, one question for you is Tom Brady going to come back? And two, what are your lasting thoughts on on him? Um, I don't think he's going to come back. I think that's media speculation. He got asked about it on a podcast. And I, he's not that I know him personally, but from following him, he I feel that he would just, once he makes his decision, he's kind of set with it and going to move on to phase two or three of his life. Um, I think that, he 
I don't think he he has to justify himself and I don't think that he is justifying himself um, I think he's just trying like different avenues of media and going and having conversations about um, different things but I I do think like most I think almost all of like the sports um, community does really salute him as as the GOAT, including other football players who are his competitors, um, including Eli Manning, who, you know, t- told him, thank you for sharing a few, few of those Super Bowl win- wins with me. Um, I think it's kind of uh, a no question, but um, I think just overall, he changed the game in terms of having it more comeback focused. And I feel like that kind of two minute comeback when he first started playing was unheard of coming back with two minutes left in the game. And he was really able to always stay so calm, composed and and deliver. And I think that um, that kind of changed the game in that aspect where now there's just like so many <laughs> like point changes with less than two minutes. Um, and I think that he, just really dominated the sport in his era. You can't really ask for more as a Tom Brady fan, um, as an athlete. I would like to see him in, in his next phase, give back more. I'm not sure if it has more. It may, it may. Um, I think, you know, if, if um, I'm not sure if he does stuff kind of like behind the scenes, maybe not in the public eye, but it would be great to see him give back more now, like the platform that he has, Um, but has really been, I think, a privilege to be able to see his career end to end. It's something that I wasn't able to see with Michael Jordan. Kind of all I hear about him is speculation, um, watch highlights, but I don't think I fully understand it the same way I do with Brady or or Nadal, Federer, um, Djokovic, Michael Phelps, et cetera. I just have like a dif- different affinity to it. Um, so yeah, those are my lasting thoughts. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> Oh, God. For, for making, <laughs> for making are we allowed to say anything to that or are we allowed to even I think get off the basketball but Carno you seem like you're you're boiling here why, why, no, you can, no, no, why don't you make no. your clarifying statements yes go ahead Michael Jordan is speculation what <laughs> no did I wait I, there's I, so I, many things I need to go back like no, no, no. Oh. I don't want to. I, no, Meeks had it was a, it was a nice soliloquy at that. I, I don't think I want to ruin it with my thoughts. So th- that was great, oh. Meeks. Thank you for coming on the group chat. <laughs> yeah. We really appreciate you having you on. And no, I'm not. I'm not saying Michael Jordan's speculation, but I'm saying that I like. I'm just saying that I like. I feel lucky that we got to like witness this whole career end to end because we didn't get to watch every single one of Jordan's games and we didn't get to like just see the greatness play out. I'm not speculating whether or not he's the GOAT, but I'm just saying that it was just something we didn't get to see. And I don't know, Carno, if you've sat there and watched every single one of his games and highlights, but I personally haven't. So I just don't. Carno might be the person to do that. Yeah, yeah. I've seen, I think, every (laughs) single one of his playoff games, conference finals, and uh, NBA. I don't think I've seen every single one, but that's like like a good hundred sort of games. Um, But anyway, no, 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 it was really beautiful. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to ruin us locally. Also, we will be connecting on this another group chat on a guy named Joe Montana, who's been doing the two minute drill way before Brady. Um, In fact, there's a certain very, very, um, a very iconic throw from him to Dwight Clark, which, you know, ESPN Classic had that thing. So 
we're gonna have to edit some of that soliloquy out there <laughs> anyway no no i really appreciate having you on excited i don't mean to i don't mean to you know uh you know poo poo all over it but it was, it was it was nice and no tom brady is uh, a fantastic fantastic player and i'm glad you got to see him for your entire life basically <laughs> you're not glad you got to see him <laughs> what's yeah. crazy is like the first like 2002 super bowl or 2001 sorry 2001 super bowl i actually wanted the patriots to win and then the 2003 one i wanted them to win 2004 i wanted to win and then it, i mean it's just the players that are playing i don't want carolina winning the super bowl or neither yeah. do i want uh uh donovan McNabb and terrell owens winning it <laughs> i okay you know who i think deserves a ring but doesn't have one larry fitzgerald I'm just going to toss that out there, but he's just one player who I think really deserves it. And yeah, sucks that he didn't get it in his career. I really wanted him. I really wanted the Cardinals to win against the Steelers in that, that Super Bowl. but you know who he really deserves it as I'm going to say this because we're all Detroiters and, but neither, none of you guys really seem to keep it. Uh, Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson, they deserve they Super Bowls. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Calvin, yeah. Barry, more, I mean, yes, yeah, 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 and Calvin. But Barry, man, he was so cool. He was the one that led us to the, the divisional round and just couldn't go past that. Uh, anyway, thank you, Meeks. We appreciate yeah, it. Thanks, Meeks. Appreciate you joining the pod. Thanks, guys, for having me. Of course. Meeks out. <laughs> All right. So, turning our gears back to basketball and, uh, Pretty, pretty, okay, I don't know if forgettable is the right word, but come on, very underwhelming all-star, all-star weekend, in, in my opinion. Neil, I'm going to start with you. What are your thoughts on, on how that played out? The dunk contest was trash. I don't know why they continue to give these mediocre, okay, OB is pretty good, uh, but why was Jalen, like, uh, I, I'm just so confused, like, and maybe it's because a lot of players don't want to do it anymore because it is boring. It doesn't get that much, many viewers anymore. But, like, John Moran should be at the dunk contest. His in-game dunks at the All-Star game were better than 99% of the dunks at the dunk contest. And yeah. to be in the dunk contest. Like, there's so many players that should be in the dunk. And it's just so boring now. Um, and we haven't gotten a good one since Levine and Gordon went at it and, and, and Dwayne Wade screwed that one up. But, yeah. Did, did um, you see the part where uh little baby was in the crowd and he was like this guy's ass talking about Jalen Kareem left in the middle yeah, of Kareem, the that, that was the best part with Kareem yeah. left <laughs> but okay I will say the all-star game we all know the first three quarters are useless it's just more, more for show but the last the last minute or two came down to the wire I mean like it was entertaining that's all you could really ask for an all-star game when we talked about the all-star game I think you guys I mean I think we were all in agreement that Team Durant was going to get killed, and we were wrong. Yeah, Team close. Durant was yeah. good. They were good. Embiid really carried. Yeah, got to give it to him. I yeah. mean, that whole team, I mean, um, what's his name? Um, Leung guy. Even though he wasn't – he didn't – his box score isn't crazy, but um, DeJounte Murray, yeah. he was trying. Yeah. Got to give oh, yeah. it to him. DeJounte Murray played well. Embiid played well. Uh, John Durant played well. You know. mm-hmm. Chris Paul even played, even though he had a broken hand. He came yeah. in, had some hustle plays. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the all-star game has gotten so much better. The game itself has gotten, yeah. I, I kind of disagree with it that they're not really trying. Yes, they're kind of not trying, but like they're putting in a little more effort than before because it's for yeah. charity and all that. I think they win like a million dollars combined, like 250 per, I can't remember what, what, the, what all the deal is. All three quarters were close too. Yeah. Like yeah. they obviously like a lot of defensive 
blunders and just letting people go by you, but it was close. Like every, yeah. every single quarter. Yeah. I and mean, even Giannis, like, uh, yeah, defensive blunders, but you see Giannis block Chris Middleton. Yeah. Like, yeah. Something you'll never see in real life. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I like the all-star game, the weekend itself. The, the Saturday is awful now. It, 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 they've really ruined. I don't know why. There should be why? Because no Cat won? <laughs> we'll get they, there. Say congrats to them. No. No. <laughs> I think Cat should be focused on his post game and not shooting three-pointers. Um, like, it's an embarrassment to centers in the NBA. Uh, but anyway, um, going back to the other pieces, like, there should be no reason why Alex and Thanasis should be in, in All-Star Weekend. Um, I don't know. The, Alex Antetokounmpo is irrelevant. Thanasis is irrelevant. Go back to the era where it's like Darren Williams, Steve Nash, Chris Paul in Versus those D skills. Wade. Yeah, the four. Yeah. It's literally like the four. Well, I think was it D Wade in, in that one, or is that because um, I remember Chris Steve Nash was winning every year, and uh, Darren Williams took the crown, and then D Wade came in later, and then took it over. Oh, uh, like in the end, go back to that format. It was such a. It was an amazing format. We were. We did not treat the All Star Weekend that well in the in the mid two thousands, and this is what we got. This is on us as the fans. We've ruined it, um, and now we wanted all these flashy things like three point contest was great. Just shoot your your five shots or whatever your five locations. There's no reason to have these like uh, Mountain Dew money balls in the in the corner. Just go back to the normal money balls. I don't understand what they're doing here. Uh, and then you know the dunk contest. I don't think the, the format of the dunk contest is that bad. Maybe they could go back to the whole um, 2005 one where you just get 30 seconds, two attempts or whatever. Um, but it's not terrible. It's just they pick terrible dunkers. And these dunkers, Cole Anthony, like, well, he as soon as he came out with t- Tim's, I knew it was going to be bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, kind of, I kind of agree. <laughs> I know. Like, walking to Tim's, I was like, oh, God, this is going to be awful. They do, they do choose like pretty average i mean yeah i guess Jalen green's had some posters ob ob's a pretty good dunker but like yeah Toscano was actually not bad he just couldn't hit the dunk they were good attempts just couldn't hit it was gary payton jr gary payton the second like where was that guy that guy's been all over the season he said no and that's why juan Toscano got it i think it was uh um draymond was talking about it and i think at a podcast or something like he was trying to encourage all the players to go do it Andrew Wiggins said no because he finally got into an all-star game. Uh, I think they asked GP2, and he said no. Uh, so it, it came down to uh, Juan Toscano. Anthony Edwards should have done it. He, yeah. he said no, too. Anthony yeah, Edwards says, no. um, I'm not going to do a dunk contest. Job Moran said no, probably. So, so let me, let's go around the horn. If you had to pick your – just mention two dunkers that you think are worthy of it. Let Bring it on. John Moran, Anthony Edwards. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, I think Levine, I think you want to get Levine back in there. I think, uh, I think he's not. Nah, he's too he's hard. <laughs> yeah, he's getting injured too much. He's also yeah. scared. Yeah. I mean, LeBron, I just. Yeah. He had a chance. And then he said no, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to hold that against LeBron because he's been very serviceable during All-Star Weekend. But there is one year, I think it was the year of Amare, where LeBron was asked. Uh, it would be LeBron, Amari, Josh Smith, and that's where they got J.R. Smith to go in instead of Josh or instead of LeBron. Uh, but that would have been a fun one. Yeah, that would have been, yeah, been um, great. That would actually win the greatest dunk contest of all time because it, it already was up there with uh, Josh Smith versus Amari, and if throwing LeBron in there would be great. Honestly, um, Giannis, Giannis could probably be in it just given how how lengthy he is. Aaron, Aaron Gordon deserves redemption. I think Aaron Gordon should be back. And I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a wild one in there. I'm gonna say Dejounte Murray. 
He could. I, like, I, I saw those uh, dunks in the All Star game. I kind of want him in there. What about Caruso? You always need you always need the one white guy in there. Nah, don't see, save him up for defense. That guy's gonna be the MVP one year. Don't don't have him do that. <laughs> All right, guys, I still so, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I, I was gonna say I still I can't believe LeBron got rid of Caruso instead for uh Russell Westbrook. It's, Why are we still... saying it's LeBron? It's Polinka. <laughs> nah, it's LeBron. It's not Thank LeBron. You. Thank you. Think... No. All right, let's go. Look, I'm gonna give just a little bit of basketball news. Like you saw the latest development, where um, Rich Paul is not really furious with um, Polinka. with Polinka for not trading Russell Westbrook, as if Rich Paul didn't cause the Russell Westbrook trade in the first place. <laughs> I was like, I, I have no idea what's going on with that the Lakers organization. But um, apparently, there's a there's separation there. Uh, there's separation in um, like I'm just gonna give like a quick quick overview of the NBA uh, current headlines. Zion Williamson apparently didn't uh, say what up to CJ McCollum, and now there's there's a rift there. Uh, there and JJ Reddick came out. JJ Reddick, came Reddick out yeah, yep. And and said that Zion's a bad teammate. Afterwards, afterwards he did reach out to CJ, so I think they lit up. Oh yeah, yeah. So after some like all right, after all the rioters decided to go in the Capitol building, Trump eventually left out a message saying, yeah. "Okay, go home. We love you." Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. same concept. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, we got two, oh, one third left, one third of the games left, and oh, I'll save it for later for another discussion on, on some potential trades at the end of the season, which I think could resolve all this. But we'll, well, we'll get let's there. let's on the pod here with what are you looking forward to most for the last third of the season? What storyline are you following? <laughs> I want to see Ben Simmons play basketball. We <laughs> flamed him so much in the first few episodes. He did. <laughs> I need to see him play. <laughs> Uh, that's a good one, one. yeah yeah what well, what about you what's what's the one thing you're looking for i'll do the obvious one can, can the lakers come back can they can they break into the to the um plan and then can they actually make it run um i'm gonna stick to my roots i'm gonna say i'm, I'm looking forward to, forward to the rise and the pick and roll between marvin baglins and kate cunningham dude get out of here that's the one that's the one thing that's the one thing you want to you care about i want to see I'm unlike you guys. I've I've been I've been true and true to my city of Detroit. Also, and I want to see. Good. No, Bagley's good. Okay, I won't I won't say it like he's good, good, but he he's he's serviceable. Like I feel like if they actually train him well, he could start next year. Instead right. of being so, right. there is a three year strategy with the city with the, with the Detroit team, and Marvin Bagley is going to be a key cog into bringing us into back into like Killian Hayes is going to be gone. We're going to pair um, Cade with a, a, either Jaden Ivey or another uh, pick and pop guy. But Marvin Bagley is so integral to this whole, like, you know, opening up Cade Cunningham's, um, his tool set. So watching this is going to be how the next three years of Detroit basketball are going to look like. So that's why I'm curious. I'm curious. That's why I'm so uh, invested in this because, you know, Detroit versus everybody. We're time to break Detroit basketball great again. And I don't want to hear about this Lakers BS or, or the the uh, Nets or all that. I want I want the Pistons to be great, and only the Pistons to be great. You Screw also all the the Bucks, You also want the Bucks to win. Well, this year, so my yeah, if I had to pick a second team, it would be either the Raptors or the Bucks. The small market teams that are near me. Um, so it would be nice to see the Bucks win this year because the Pistons obviously have no shot. But like, all right, if it's Raptors versus Bucks, I'm rooting for the Raptors. So underdog. Yeah. Well, and I'm Canadian, so oh, yeah. there's that. Yeah. Yeah. Forgot about that part. Yeah. 
but I can't believe you two. I'm, I'm still disappointed in the fact that there's no Pistons love here. Pistons will always have love. I just I just know there's there's seasons to watch. So yeah, if I could see them improve, that'd be great. But you guys are fans on convenience, not on passion. <laughs> <laughs> Although no, no. I, I shouldn't say that because Moynak is right now wearing a Michigan sweater and they're going through a tough time with their basketball program. Hey, five games isn't much. <laughs> He'll be fine. It's the rest of the season. Okay, yeah, it's still like I mean the NIT is gonna look great with you guys. <laughs> Even ugh, so annoying. feels like it's feels like it's 2004, five, six again. <laughs> Hey, those are good years. I mean, Tommy Emmerker was a coach. You guys had uh, Manny Harris. I don't know if you remember him. Yeah, Daniel of course. Um, good times. All right, guys. It's uh, It's been real. I'm glad we got a little bit of football into our hardwood group chat, but always ending on basketball um, like we normally do. So look forward to the uh, last third of the season resuming, and we'll, we'll take it up from there. Yep. See you guys. I never had no money I've been out here trying to give me away Ain't nobody help when I was hungry Fake friends, they just slipping away Now I got it, so I bought